what I love most? Well, I've always had a passion for words, for storytelling, ever since I was a teenager in high school. And you see, I realized early on the power of words to make people laugh, to cry, to move them to action. And I've always really wanted to be a journalist, so I'm really living my dream. And that's, that's what I love about my job. I'll just go on forever. Why Knowledge Matters Susan, Cora, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure and I'm so delighted to have you finally after talking for more than a year really to bringing you on the show. Unfortunately, we didn't have the chance, but welcome. Thank you. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Jan. What's the purpose of journalism, Susan? You would, that you practice really this profession for decades now. Who better than yourself talking about the purpose of journalism? It's always a cliche to say that journalism is the pillar of democracy, and so it is. But I want to answer the question from a personal point of view. And that is, to me, journalism is more than a job. It's a calling, almost a mission if you like. It's a public service. For me, it's my responsibility and also my privilege to help citizens of my own country, Canada, to fulfill their responsibilities, to bring them stories that help them and information that help them to fulfill their responsibilities as citizens to exercise their rights but also I find that personally I have taken it upon myself to give them stories about what's happening in in far-flung places of the world and you know help them to see that we have a responsibility to people who are for example caught in war are refugees are suffering humanitarian crises etc because I firmly believe it's an interconnected world and we're a global village. Can you give me a concrete example of your work and how it looks like? Sure, I want to talk about the, the responsibility to the global village part of it. Uh, right now, the focus in most of the media is about the Ukraine war and rightly so because it is, it is a very big war and has uh, the potential to destabilize the world. However, there are other forgotten crises that um, no one wants to talk about. It's everybody is so focused on this one war. Uh, I have personal contacts in Armenia, and I know that there's a forgotten war or a forgotten humanitarian crisis going on there right now, even as I'm speaking to you. There's been a blockade of a region called um, Nagorno-Karabakh or Artsakh, which is right in Azerbaijan. These may be unfamiliar names to Canadians, but I want to bring the stories. So because of the, the route from this region, Artsakh to Armenia is blockaded, under blockade, um, there's been no supplies of uh, food, or medicine, essential services, children and families are really suffering through a harsh winter. And I am right now in the process of listening to stories right from the ground 
through my contacts, thanks to technology, I can interview them even from a distance. So, and I will be writing such stories because I want um, Canadians to know this is going on and that, you know, we have a responsibility because we, for example, have a refugee policy. We welcome refugees. So, you know, there are consequences for us. Besides that, there's a big Armenian community, mostly in Toronto and Montreal, and they have direct connections, direct family there, so they are directly impacted, but so is every Canadian, whether we, we understand it or not. I want to bring that understanding to How did journalism change over the past 15 years? Oh, that's a good question. How did journalism change? Well, when I started, there was just the traditional media, your newspapers, your radio, your television. But then the internet came along and then more and more publications were forced to go online to cut costs because no one wants to pay anymore for news and information. that They can more or less get free online, just surf the net and there you are. So that's a major, major change. And then social media just took over like a tidal wave, really. And that made things even more difficult for traditional media because people now look to Facebook and other platforms to, to get their news and their information. Now this has had the effect of sort of fragmenting the audience or the viewer or the reader. People kind of tend to read or look at posts that are essentially in agreement with their worldview, their, their, their opinions, and they don't look to any, a broad-based information source. Um, I think the traditional media are still holding on. I do have hopes that they will survive and, you know, people will come back someday, but we have to work at it. We who who belong to the traditional media and, and believe in it. What makes you hopeful for journalism, you know, when it comes to technology and social media? Well, I think that even though I said social media has had a detrimental effect on traditional media, it can be used to complement and reinforce the work of the traditional media. And in my own case, well, after my articles are published or broadcast or whatever, I use, like every other journalist these days, I use social media to, to amplify my voice, to reach even a, a bigger audience. And eventually, I think if you build your own credibility, people trust you and they will come back to read your stuff because they can see that you are a trustworthy journalist, you're not. You're doing your best to give them news information from an unbiased point of view. And it's a question of building your reputation, your brand, and you know, making yourself, making the public trust you. What do you love most in your job as a journalist? Oh, again, what I love most? Well, I've always had a passion for words, for storytelling, ever since I was a teenager in high school. And you see, I realized early on the power of words to make people laugh, to cry, to move them to action. 
And I've always really wanted to be a journalist, so I'm really living my dream. And that's, that's what I love about my job. I'll just go on forever. I can really feel that, uh, Susan. It's really, you're really passionate about what you do. And I also have read quite a bit of your articles, and I can really testify that. So what makes you ultimately feel alive? That's... What makes me feel alive? I would say journalism, the power of reaching people, talking to people, and having these connections around the world and, you know, understanding the the viewpoint, the world. And incidentally, it's taken me traveling to more over 35 countries. So I have friends, I have connections, I have news sources. I work with uh, people around the world and that may, keeps me alive, enthusiastic, passionate about journalism, my work, and the people, people really, that I write for and who tell me, who trust me with their stories. It's really a work basically that goes much beyond yourself. It's really that you feel like you are contributing something. Now, what, what makes you hopeful for the future when it comes to journalism? All right, it is certainly something beyond myself and any individual journalist. I think that there will always be a need for sources of information uh, because again, coming back to the cliche about being a pillar of democracy, we journalists in the free world endeavor, we try our best to not be propaganda machines of the government, which unfortunately is the case in, in dictatorships. I think people ultimately see that, that there's a need, you know, and they will come to us for sources, for information, for stories, for, well, just um, information to keep democracy alive, their rights safeguarded and their responsibilities to the world and there are people who do have a wider view of things that, than their own immediate concerns. That is why I'm hopeful. Susan, Cora, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a blessing. Thank you. I'm really, really happy to be anytime, anytime. Susan Forum. That's why knowledge.